He was also a cultural ambassador. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'll get off Wikipedia. Yeah, come on, this is your show. We've got to get through one last fanfic. <laughs> okay. Maybe we should we've, just do a, we've do a show We've heard your of... voice for more than, more than anyone else on this show. It's Nick's turn. It's kind of Jim's show, though. I know it's his show, but he gets carried away by himself. I don't think it was that long. <laughs> it wasn't. When did worry. we start this? It's 25 past. Ah, we're, we're on track. <sighs> yeah, but right. sometimes quantity is better than quality. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's got to be something good in here somewhere now. <laughs> Statistically, we must have made at least one joke. <laughs> yes, exactly. One joke that landed. Fingers crossed it was funny. Oh, yeah. So, Nick, what have you been reading? And uh, not to brag, I actually but have. You're gonna brag. I'm going to brag. I have the top comment on a first release film trailer. Oh. As of this week. Okay. Let me find it. For God's sake. The film. Are we recording this? Yeah, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> So the film, Jim's humble brag. the film yeah. I have the top comment on is called Moon Crash. Now, Moon Crash is the Asylum Studios version of Moonfall, the film that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no they way. both look the same. <laughs> <laughs> is it Moonfall? It's something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I know the one, but like, is, is it basically just Moon Asylum Falls, Studios yeah. saying, look, we can accomplish the same thing with about a 60th of yeah, the budget? Yeah, like, they've made the exact same film this time. It only looks slightly lower budget. <laughs> and that's what my top comment says. Or rather, that it says, so glad budget. Asylum did this. The original sounds like so much like an Asylum film. This is the first time I won't be able to tell the difference. That's incredible. And yeah. because it's YouTube, someone replied, Is Roland Emmerich's Moonfall a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I replied, Absolutely. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's about the moon attacking the Earth. Of course, it's a joke to me. <laughs> Oh, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of shit films, okay. Um, I think that we need to check out at some point a film called Fatal Inversion. Oh, okay. Okay. It's the world's first, last, and only kung fu movie to come out of Ireland. Oh, yes. What? I remember you mentioning this. <laughs> yeah. What? It looks absolutely trash. It looks like a fucking wild ride. It's like... <laughs> I've watched all bits of it. One of my favourite things. There's there's a scene where the protagonist is going to like rescue his the love of his life from these kung fu people, and he's belting down this fucking back road in this knackered old red car, which then he rolls for no apparent reason. Apparently, that was because... The actor who did all his own stunts actually did roll the car. He could have been killed, but of course the budget didn't stretch to another car. They had to use that scene. So it just rolls over and explodes for no reason. <laughs> they had to leave it in because the budget wouldn't stretch to buying another car. <laughs> oh my god. But it was quite serious. He, like, he so could have been fatal... killed. It is a proper hairy accident for him to leave in as well. So the fatal inversion I find when I Google it is set in Suffolk and it looks very different. To what you're describing. No. Hang on, is it Fatal Inversion? Hang on. So Fatal Inversion on IMDb. After Adam inherits a country house from his great uncle, he and his friend Rufus decide to spend the summer there instead of abroad. An odd assortment of house guests turn up through different means, and it's an uneasy mix at best. 
no, a decade hang afterwards. On the hang on, of I'm talking women... shit. Nick. I'm talking shit. I do apologise. It's yeah. fatal deviation. <laughs> well, we're not re-recording this. Just another case of how meticulously researched this show is. Welcome to the shipping <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hey. I'm also not finding it because I typed in fetal deviation, which is a much more serious condition. No, oh, that's something else. Yeah, fatal, fatal deviation. deviation. That's the one. A low-budget cult film produced in 1998. Yeah, stars real-life martial arts enthusiast Jim. Hang on. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> not That's even. So... Ma- no, no, hear me out. Wikipedia. It's not even real life martial arts expert. It's real life martial arts enthusiast. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> some guy thinking he can pull off the whole Bruce Lee thing. Yeah, like, I'm a real life Star Trek enthusiast. That doesn't mean I can direct a film. <laughs> it's saying that, though. They, they shot the whole Wait, film what? for a budget of under nine grand. And I imagine a lot of that budget was spent on getting Mickey Graham of Boyzone fame to star in it. Probably. And the other was spent on the car, which the cast member went out and fucking rolled. And anything <laughs> extra with the pints down the pub after yeah. they did all in a day. <laughs> there is a bar brawl scene. Oh. Um, I've seen the bar brawl scene. It's fantastic. He... He does all the kung fu stuff, and the barman pulls a gun on him and stuff like that. And then he does the whole kung fu shit to disarm him and chucks him behind the bar and knocks him out. And then it almost, in that moment, could be a legitimate, like, you know, Far East kung fu film. Until he looks over the bar and he goes, fuck you and fuck your gun. (laughs) And then walks off. (laughs) So, according to Wikipedia, uh, this, this film was made as an audition tape to send to Hong Kong film producers who were interested in working with him. <laughs> he just wanted Did to prove... Did anything come of that? <laughs> oh, man. I don't think so. <laughs> he then stated he had no filmmaking experience, so I guess not. Bloody hell. It's now labelled the worst film of all time. It's not. <laughs> According to Crack.com, it is the worst film ever made. Nah, they're all worse films. They haven't seen oh, Birdemic. Um, they might have done. Birdemic yeah, no, is more like, popular. I like a good shit film, um, but Birdemic grated on me. Have you seen all of Birdemic yet? No, we got two thirds of the way, way through. I remember showing it to you and some other people at a party, and about halfway through you begged me to turn it off. Yes. I don't do that very often. And... For that reason, I consider you a coward, because I've seen all the way through Birdemic <laughs> two to three times. It was only the sequel that me and my friend Jack, we turned to each other and said, let's not watch bad films anymore. <laughs> so, I assure you, the sequel is far worse. Um, I, I'm i going to carry this white flag with pride. Okay. <laughs> we'll watch Birdemic at some point. Tell you what, if this show gets what's reasonable... If we get a thousand more subscribers, <laughs> we're going to watch Birdemic. <laughs> yeah. On that note, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please don't. We'll make Nick watch Birdemic. Turn turn off now. <laughs> and go listen to something more worthwhile. Well, on that note, thank you for listening, everyone. Join us next time. <laughs> no, no, we've got a show to do. We, should, we have. We should have power through. So... Welcome to the Shipping Forecast, everyone. I'm James. Joining me, as always, is Nick. Hi. And Grace. 
Hello. And today we're going to pick up where we left off and we're going to talk a little bit about Supernatural. Again. Unless there's anything else we want to do beforehand. Uh, I think we pretty much covered that, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell Grace to put put Pokemon away. I, I don't have it out. Oh. I am I'm, surprised. I'm fighting the cat for my chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's This is not the first time you've had to fight a cat during recording. I lose quite often. Hmm. I can believe that. You should probably like feed I her more now. often. What the fuck? I have... <laughs> that cat I'll... eats better than I do. I have on reliable authority that Pepper is never fed, ever. Shut up. <laughs> Does the cat I have, itself I have a source that? close to Pepper that tells me she has never been fed. Is it under an <laughs> alias called Salt? Yes. <laughs> it's a cat called Salty. And um... Does it happen to not have a very good command of English online? <laughs> I'm going to play you the interview, we're going to disguise her voice and like Shut sort up. of lower the, the lighting so she can remain anonymous. <laughs> Grace is really mean, she never feeds me, ever, ever, ever. See? I think it really goes... So we found a series of, what was, it's like, I think it started on TikTok, but it was, we we found it on YouTube because we're old. Okay. It they was... translate a load of English words into French, and mm-hmm. all the French words sound like mieux, in different ways of spelling it, and they put it all together, and it goes mieux, 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 and then it cuts to this cat going mieux, 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 mieux. <laughs> yeah, and it's got like a beret on that's gonna forget. And it's just like, oh, fuck's sake. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, that poor cat. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about Supernatural. Uh, yes. We never actually discussed who was gonna go first. We could flip a coin. Nick, there's three of us. I mean, I could go first because I kind of want to get myself out of the way. Okay. I can feel myself wanting to, like, uh. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I probably want to go to sleep through one of yours. <laughs> so Grace has been working long to hours, and I assume that's why, not just you're bored of us. Oh, it's definitely the latter. Oh, for God's sake. Thought it might <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's the former. Okay. A, mo- a, mo- a month's break wasn't enough. <laughs> oh. Sadly, oh. it wasn't a month's break from work, and you spent a lot of the hiatus with COVID. Oh, so ill. And then when I wasn't ill... My mum was ill, and then I was just looking after her, and it was just like, oh. Mm. <laughs> oh, good grief. Fuck That's this. no good. Green and then, I, you know, just in time for work, I was at, well, we're both well again, I was like, I can't believe mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this, I hate this existence. <laughs> Speaking of, let's get into fan fiction. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Only joking. We you are definitely joking. I am definitely Just to clarify. <laughs> Okay, alternate existences I'd rather be in. Okay. Uh, so, a trope that comes up every once in a while, which I'm always quite happy to see, is is the dragon trope. And the dragon this trope. dragon AU is usually, quite usually, there is a, a village somewhere, and your one half of your main pairing is a villager, and for some reason they either are a knight or they get lost. Or they're an arranged marriage with the dragon, with the and dragon, huh. with the dragon, or or a sacrifice to the dragon, 
And eventually they will encounter the dragon and are treated as a prized possession by the dragon and end up having an intimate relationship with the dragon, right? Okay. That's, Is this... <laughs> I can't say I've ever come across this before. Me neither. I think uh, Dragonheart kicked it off, but... <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Many people's <laughs> awakening... <laughs> I mean, was the dragon. Yes, it's I voiced by to... Sean Connery. Like, it's a handsome dragon. Oh yeah, it's it like... is actually a well-designed dragon. <laughs> it's like, yes, I want to. I be... think you mean yes. Yes, <laughs> I'm here to be to seduce you. I want a sugar daddy dragon, a sugar dragon, voiced by Sean Connery. Voiced by Sean Connery. Aww. Actually, you know what? All the dragons that are voiced. They tend to pick actors with notoriously hot voices. Mm, I oh, only know voices. Of... I don't know about hot I'm, voices. I'm thinking of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only other one and I know Sean of. And Sean Connery. I, I can't hear that as hot after seeing him crawl around in his CGI green. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And going, I am fire, I am death with dots all over his face. That's, that'll never be sexy. <laughs> okay, let's see. I don't care what you say. Quality acting, though. Actors who have. Oh, yeah, he went into it too far. That was dragons. dedication. Uh, yeah, I just think he was having too much fun. God, mm-hmm. he was, wasn't he? They're like, you don't Tormenting need to do Martin this, Freeman Benedict. Again. And he was like, no, I have to. Sorry, what are you complaining about, James? Oh, I was just saying it's, it's he gets to torment Martin Freeman again. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I feel sorry for Martin Freeman at this point. If I type in actors who voice dragons, it just brings up the cast of How to Train Your Dragon, which is not what I was looking for. That's disappointing. <laughs> well, I'm sure someone has to voice Toothless. Well... <laughs> Oh yeah. He didn't have a voice, did he? He he chirps and he goes. Someone Rah. probably voiced Toothless though. Yeah. Oh, okay. It may have been a cat, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- Toothless in that film is just a big cat with wings. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a tortoise would be credited if he sounded convincing enough. <laughs> so it's not just men like with Jurassic hot voices. Park. It's it's fucking tortoises <laughs> with hot voices. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm actually, trying to figure it, out if I'm right. About didn't they the didn't men. they record and synth tortoises having sex to make the noises for the dinosaurs? Did they? Park. I think someone so. told me that they said it was the T Rex because it goes like that and then like I'm willing to believe you a, a, a big tortoise busting a nut <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There aren't as many dragons that have a voiced or an even voiced by men than I thought there were. So I could just I be mean, full of shit. I can only think of the one in uh, Dragonheart, yep. uh, one of the ones in Skyrim, I can't remember the name. Oh, um, yeah. There was Smaug, there was also, is it Zephira from Aragon? Yeah, but that's oh, a yeah. yeah, the only dragon in existence to be named after a people carrier made by Vauxhall. <laughs> oh god. Stop. <laughs> no, no. I couldn't what take about... that movie seriously. Ah, okay. List okay. What of... about American Dragon? You got Zuko. <laughs> yeah, okay. another handsome voice. <laughs> ben Kingsley also voices a dragon in the Dragonheart series, as oh. does Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, what yeah, okay. Part? Yeah. Oh, Maybe this hell. is... By the yeah. way, there's one, two, three, four... There are five Dragonheart films. You know, I've never seen them. I've only seen the first oh, one. What? Like I didn't really, re- I I keep being told that they exist, and I sorry. So you've seen the never... first one? I've only seen the first one. Okay, th- you only need to see the first one. I I, ha- I was told that they were like knockoff. They get progressive. Budget. It's like um the Scorpion King. They get progressively worse as they go. 
I only is... thought there was only one Scorpion King movie. No, no. There's <laughs> How five. How many are there? There's roughly five. And it's funny, oh. they always get a wrestler to play the Scorpion King. And they start oh. off with The Rock and they just get cheaper and cheaper. Oh. <laughs> I once tried to have a film night where we watched every Scorpion King film and we only got to the second one. <laughs> We're just like, no, no more. So it's basically, you can see it go from new and exciting IP to shameless cash grab. Yeah. In the space of five uh. movies. Ooh, yeah. Or in the space of two movies in the case of the Scorpion King. <laughs> Maybe so I there's should a get film... back on track with the... Sorry. With the... I'm almost... We'll never get done at this point, will we? <laughs> um, other, peop- other men who have voiced dragons, Christopher Lee in a film called Jabberwocky. Yeah, okay. Richard Mate. E. Grant in The Last Dragon Slayer. Benedict Cumberbatch. Rachel Weisz played Ara- played Zephira in Aragon. Uh, so maybe this is a trope which yeah. is more grounded in reality than we actually think. Mm-hmm. A lot of hot dragons out there. There are. And particularly these are shape-shifting dragons, so usually they go human or human-esque when they get down and dirty because, mm-hmm. like, the perks of not being crushed to death. The best kind of dragon. That's rather convenient. twice the size you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, By the same token, um, Richard E. Grant in The Last Dragon Slayer, I can only picture him doing the voice from Widnow and I. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 We're not dragons, we're (laughs) multi-millionaires. Ah, Eddie Murphy as well. Oh, for God's sake. in Mulan. Okay, this is called Castile's Most Precious Jewel. Brackets, all that time Dean married a giant lizard by <laughs> Villandi. Brackets of Valeria. Do you want to post that in the. Oh, yeah, I should do really, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? Hang on. I'll delete all these <sighs> pictures of Tifa from our unrelated discussion earlier. <laughs> no, leave them up. <laughs> Nick, you're... I know you're not in the Italian Senate, but you can find pictures of Tifa yourself. It's, it's fine, I know. I was single for a lot of years before I met Sophie. <laughs> right summary Dean didn't care it was tradition it was how things had been done for thousands of years he didn't want to get married and he sure as hell didn't want to marry a fucking dragon I can see why Dean Winchester would have um, a problem with that yeah exactly personally don't want to get tied down you know (laughs) so he's just there like and, and the village elders are like the gods chose you, and everyone's nodding, and it, like his brother is nodding as well. It's like, yeah, mate, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, bro. And like, only his mum was like, no, he's got to be willing. There'd be others. And then the old priest, Zachariah, is just shaking his head, like, oh, it must be Dean. The oracle saw it in a vision. The dragon will accept no other. And, and Dean's just thinking, oh, Oracle, you mean fucking Ruby just sits there smoking oh. weed all day and her visions are as prophetic as the stories Dean tells after he's had a few pints. So Ruby <laughs> is a yeah. character from actual Supernatural. Ah, uh, okay. Ruby is Sam's girlfriend. Well, she's an old lady in this, I think. I don't oh. know. The one that died? No. Like, the one who shows one. up later. Oh, okay. And she's she's a daemon. Oh yes, 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 yes. Apparently, she she, she wanted four. to get back at him because like he stopped her from getting a getting a hold of Sam, who was still mm-hmm. a kid. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zachariah, the elder, knew all along. He was just going along with her stupid vision because Dean had refused to suck his dick at the last summer solstice <laughs> festival. <laughs> Whoa. He was even drunk. He had standards, and he wasn't going. 
let some old priest face fuck him with his wizened junk behind the altar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wizened junk. Wizen. Wizened junk. I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't read that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just imagine like this. I suppose the word wizard came to mind. <laughs> oh, penis! Old? What is your wisdom? <laughs> Penis oh, of the lake. God. What is penis your wisdom? Penis of the lake. <laughs> oh, penis of the lake. a pound. <laughs> oh, penis of the lake. I don't fucking know, mate. Go ask the mock tenure of the quarry. <laughs> Nobody will get that joke but me. No. <laughs> uh, we were just laughing to be polite. If you got whatever yeah. Nick said, write in to the fanshipandforecast at gmail.com. Oh. Yep. Give him, he needs a friend. I need friends, and so does Nick. <laughs> Paint it black and chuck it off a cliff. Oh, Moving on. <laughs> so he's there, sort of dressed in this white ceremonial robe with like some bits of fucking uh, holly berries and oak leaves around his neck, and and some fucking feathers. And he's like, you know, either duck feathers or maybe it's a chicken feathers. He's pretty sure it's just whatever she had for dinner last night. She just flung around. <laughs> So Zachariah is droning on. I am beginning to to suspect that this sort of religion that they've built for themselves is just a scam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it is one of those, like, ye old sort of witch hunter type. Mm. Oh, that's it, yeah. Like, it's just like, we don't, sure. we don't like you, we'll give you to the dragon. No, <laughs> yeah, that's it, like, hunting. I this and is... I alone can talk to God, and which means you must do everything I say and give me lots of money. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But unlike witch hunting, there's a fairly valid reason... To keep feeding things to dragons, because you don't yes. want you don't want a hungry dragon in your neighbourhood. Yeah, I'd want to keep no, the dragon true. happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, both my brothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Not Pepper. No. <laughs> right. She probably is the dragon in your world. Probably she, she probably is. It's like she's always eating. She needs to be pleased constantly. She does what she wants. And she sleeps on the nicest things we own. Mm-hmm. That's it. Definitely a dragon. <laughs> Definitely a dragon. And after those chicken wings, she breathes fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Just out her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God's sake. So there's all this, like, pomp going on with, like, all the ritual shit and Zachariah's droning on. And, you know, D- they've been out there a while and Dean's looking around going, maybe it won't show up, maybe I can fucking get out of this. And then the dragon shows up and he's like, oh, fuck. And then, like, the, o- <laughs> the elder's just looking at him like, don't swear. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to be eaten by a dragon. What the fuck? Or married to a dragon. Or whatever. Yeah, he's he- sorry, he's in an arranged marriage with the dragon. So it's so much worse. Yeah, so it's not exactly a sacrifice, is it? It's a... It's a prostitution. <laughs> Yeah. Effectively, yeah. Uh, it's so, a marriage right. of convenience. <laughs> yeah. For and it's convenient for everybody but Dean, by the sound of things. Yes, but so, he's yeah. sort of acting like, oh, it's just my luck. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Fucking typical. <laughs> and and then so the village elder uh, starts up as the dragon descends, and he's like, oh, great dragon! Since your arrival three harvests ago, you have brought prosperity and peace to our people. And Dean's wondering why he's yelling. The dragon was right there and he could hear him. You know, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so and, and like it says here that the the dragon sort of reared back a little like a disgruntled cat disturbed by the loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> and he carries on. We offer tribute in the form of this youth and he points to Dean. He is young, strong and comely. He winces. 
and has been trained in the delicate arts of bringing you great pleasure. And then oh. Dean just like is like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember this. <laughs> and, uh, and then he looks to his mum and his dragon, who are just looking at him like, what? <laughs> I am you've curious. Been, you've been what? training to do what now? Dragon pleasuring? What the fuck's that? And he's like, oh, great. Now everyone thinks he's spent the last month locked up in the temple fucking dragon dildos or something. (laughs) (laughs) Surely there's nothing delicate considering the size of a dragon. Yeah, exactly. No one knows what the fuck's going on. Like, you'd need both hands at least. The priests don't know. He's just waffling. He's just trying to get Dean onto him, I think. Mm -hmm. Either way... The dragon swings its massive head to look at Dean. It didn't have eyebrows, just matte black scales. But Dean had the crazy idea that if it did, it would have raised one in confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Do you accept our tribute? Zachariah asks, slightly feeble. And he stares, the dragon stares for a minute, and he's like, oh yeah, fucking alright. And he puts his head down, and like, he's like, oh, go on, you meant to ride on its back. And he's like, oh. But looks at his mother and brother, and he's like, oh, God, Virgil tears himself. His mum gives him a tight smile, rides away. Dean just grins and then turns and climbs up on the dragon in front of him, pretending it was uh, it was fine. And he's like, where the hell am I meant to sit? And he's like, oh, there's no fucking saddle on this thing. And so he's like, just sort of grips onto a horn and hope, and, and just like clings for dear life as it takes off into the air. And like, once they were high enough that he thought no one could hear, like, no one would be able to hear him. He's like, <laughs> I mean, you would, wouldn't he's just, you? He's just yeah, screaming. He's just like, oh my god, what the fuck? Either way, he's he's dropped into this cave, and it's just full of gold, as you can imagine. It's like it's a big dragon's lair, and he feels hot breath against his back, and he scrambles away, and he's like on the gold and all that shit, and. Uh, but he's like, oh, please don't eat me and all that shit. And he's like, oh, there's... He's got his eyes closed. There's a weight on top of him. And oh, yeah. he, he opens his eyes. And it's now a man sitting on him, buck-fucking-naked. <laughs> he goes, hello, Dean. It says in a voice, low and gravelly. <laughs> why, why, hello? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we got a voice of a Sean Connery. For this. Oh. I realise Castiel is not Sean Connery, but... <laughs> Just the way this is set up. He's like, why are you making that noise? That noise. My human human is supposed supposed to sing to me. (laughs) And tell me stories, not scream like a banshee. Fuck, there's a lot of messages in there. I mean, (laughs) this is perfect. This is turning out to be a little bit wholesome, I think. Uh, okay, maybe not. So. Yeah, like, you might be jumping the gun then. (laughs) What are the tags? Mating, bottom Dean, mildly dubious consent. Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah, I probably should have read the tags first. Yeah, I spoke too soon. You're human? Hey. Dean asked in confusion. If I let you go, you won't make that awful noise anymore, will you? <laughs> and he, he considers it and he goes, all right, all right. Uh, who are you? He's, I'm Castile. Like it ought to be. No, I'm Castile, he said, like it ought to be impressive. And he just sort of blinks at him. Are you, are you the dragon? <laughs> as well oh gods do you pleasure it and the stranger rears back oh, and he's like Sahari. and he goes oh shit no hang on oh shit you are oh gods you are the dragon <laughs> and he's like yes mate 
He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Please don't eat me. Don't run the other village, you plants. I'm not going to eat you. Why would you think that? Because you're a fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to eat me? No, of course not. Dragons don't eat their mates. <laughs> oh, okay. We've arrived. Right. We're here. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. So yep. there's, there's a lot of... The word hot little puffs of breath keep cropping up in this. and they, <laughs> It happens more and more as it goes down. You smell wonderful, he says in a low rumble. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> what do you mean, mate? You mean, like, special dragon friend, right, buddy, pal? Yeah, maybe, maybe he's Australian. <laughs> oh, we'll be French, I'm sure, he agreed. I always wanted a human, and I think you are the prettiest one I have ever seen. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how long I can keep the short corner up. That's okay. You don't have to, Sean. It's just sounding like you've just been at the dentist. Yeah. It sounds like I've had numerous pints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, can, I can't do a proper Sean Connery. You are a very handsome, uh, impressive dragon, uh, and I, I, I am honoured that you would want to keep me as your human. Um. <laughs> And then he gives him a lick. He's like, oh, you taste delicious and all that shit. <laughs> and then he starts, like, giving him a, a tongue-fucking... I mean, I think that just means he sucks his face off. Oh, yeah, right. I think the sucking face, yeah. Yeah. And then and then Dean's starting to sway a bit. He's like, oh, oh he's actually fucking good at this. What the hell? <laughs> and he's starting to like it. And as uh, you can see the snowball Careless rolling. Careless Whisper just yeah? starts yeah. playing faintly in the background <laughs> as he changes his mind about this situation. <laughs> uh, and the dragon gets a little bit more handsy with him. And suddenly, like, it's gone from kissing to on his cock, like, like I don't know, flipping a coin. <laughs> like flipping a coin? Like flipping a coin. No, suddenly he's just there, mate. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's landed on heads. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. Thank hey! you. Anytime. Because it's either heads or tails, isn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> Fucking hell. God. Well done. Oh. Either way, yeah, he's, uh, that long tongue of, that deceptively long dragon tongue is buried in Dean's ass. Uh, Do you reckon he can change like the size of his tongue in the same way he can change shape? I think I don't, I don't know. I'm still here. At... <laughs> Thinking it's wholesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wanting to oh, believe. No. Wanting to believe for one second that it might be wholesome. <laughs> it's funny because, like, numerous times the dragon says mate. <laughs> like, as, as in, like, oh, a does, loving mate. But all I hear is mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <my. laughs> mate. <laughs> you what, mate? Like, yeah. You what, mate? Yeah, exactly. And he's just like. Mate, the dragon hissed in his ear. <laughs> mate, it said again. Pretty mate. Pretty mate. <laughs> I'm not pretty. I'm, not pretty. I'm, I'm manly, manly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> not pretty. Beautiful. Wondrous. Precious. Perfect. Mate. <laughs> Wondrous, precious, perfect treasure mate. of my horde. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's so much worse, Jesus Christ. But it, yeah, it would explain uh, that, he, that he's not a dragon pleasurer later, uh, a lot later. And it ends. And apparently, this series of works has inspired others. 
Oh, good. Because I was thinking this. Yeah, and one is called A Question of Symbolism, which is a, by the asexual Scorpio, which is a very. would not allude to a dragon oh. one, but maybe it is a question of symbolism. I don't know. So, A Question of Symbolism is. it's not uh, supernatural, it's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones, yes. Yeah. So, that's a shame, because I was hoping that this is continued elsewhere. Because this it's kind of an abrupt ending. I mean, I suppose since it was, uh, it looks like it was written for uh, like a, a ten trope prompt challenge. Yeah, yeah it was. So, um, you know, it, it it does his work as a one shot, but could this be like, you know, could this be expanded on so that it's like a domestic? AU? So there's a popular series <laughs> that Grace and I are both fans of, hmm. uh, called uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. <laughs> oh, wait, oh all right. okay. <laughs> Where <laughs> this. This dragon and this human sort of fall in love, and it's just them doing domestic shit. <laughs> and it's and a lot um, better than it sounds. And then other dragons show up in their town. It's yeah, set like, in modern day, We, we want to move into the human world, and like, yeah. we get them apartments and stuff. So Kobayashi, the human, is a office worker. She works in like software development. Okay. And she just has a dragon living with her. Yeah. Well, so she just comes home as this massive lizard sort of curled up on the rug. Yeah, well, kind of. it's, it's made but in Japan, so it's a waifu, isn't it? Yeah. It's she's dressed as a maid. She's got horns and a tail, but ultimately she's a big titties blonde GF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very good. It's very wholesome. <laughs> He's still learning about the human ways. The the boobs are implausibly large. Yes, they would have to be. The, how big are our boobs? D for dragon, and that's yeah. a quote. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but despite the abrupt ending. I I've enjoyed what I've read. I suppose it worked out better for Dean than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. It got my mind where it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> is that way? Is that your way of saying the smut is good too? Uh, I. <laughs> no, that's it's worse. One, it's, one of, it's one of my favourite tropes. Like, I just find it quite amusing, and like you can do a lot with it, and I think they've done a lot with it. It's quite good. I would like to see more. Of it, like expanded, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't get what I want in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, Valinda, want... if you're listening to this, please continue. If yeah. you're a dragon, I don't care about if you're a dra- morality if... of arranged marriage. <laughs> if you're a hot single dragon in my area, please get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, please be a rich one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Tinder's quite an app name, then, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> fuck's sake! You wouldn't need Tinder if you had a dragon. No, so it's not. In a oh, similar vein, Nick, sake. there's a website I'd like to introduce you to. So if you this... mention Bad Dragon, I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. No, just no, so you know, we're not sponsored by Bad Dragon yet. Yes, <laughs> we'll have to see if that comes up. No, I'm talking about the Reddit page r slash dragons fucking cars. Oh what? no! What? It's art this of is... dragons fucking cars. I don't want to click on that. The header says, find draconian and automotive modern art. <laughs> I I don't want to click on that. You can't make me click on yeah, that. Yeah, you do. Go on, Nick. <laughs> Be brave. Look at this meme. Hold on. Yes, I'm over 18. No, don't make me prove it. Right. Anything for a giggle. Now this is going... Here's the meme. Indelibly into my fucking search history. I forgot I had an account on here. This bad boy can fit so much so fucking The second highest here. rated thing on here is the, the meme of Slaps Roof of Car. This bad boy can fit so much dragon cock in it. 
Uh, let's go new. <laughs> oh no. There's also this meme as well. Hang on. It's just a little toy dragon mounting a car. A <laughs> toy car. <sighs> oh, that's like so... bruh moment. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is a thing, I guess. There's yeah, wow, okay. It's not. <laughs> There's not much art. It's just like art of um, cars that have had um, like fires which have started at the back or by the looks of things being in like uh, a car accident where something has spilled over them or covered in snow and they're I like, mean, I there's, know what there is a, there's a fair bit if you search by top all time. <laughs> oh, I... So this is something that exists. Here you go. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Was it a V5 rover that can sort of withstand anything? A what? Is it the V5 rover that can withstand anything? Or is it a Land Rover? I don't know. Um, There's this one car that I've seen absolutely be thrashed about numerous times and it just keeps going again and again and again. It was the Toyota and I pickup truck. Yeah, that would be either the Toyota Hilux or the Toyota Land Cruiser. There's a reason why terrorists use them. <laughs> No self-respecting dragon is going to want to fuck the Tesla Cybertruck, and then somebody's drawn like quite a muscly boy, astride a Tesla Cybertruck, um, with oh, a speech bubble saying, "Oh, I beg to differ." There's one of the oh no, they're drawn the cock as well. I've just noticed oh, that. He's gonna have to put the windscreen wipers on for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad this you've seen is that. So now. niche. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Um, I'll leave that for you in your own time. The the places this podcast takes me to, <laughs> honestly. I feel like this stems from people watching the Jurassic Park movies and seeing a T-Rex absolutely beat the shit oh, yeah. out of a car. And that and was their like, sexual awakening. And they're just like, this could be better. <laughs> 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 and I think I know how. <laughs> So, talking of massive dragons, I'd like to talk to you both about what I've been reading. Okay. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this slightly differently. I'll tell you who it's by. It's by someone called Dwarven Beard Spores, which is a fantastic name. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read you some bits from the middle before I introduce it. Okay. So, this fic, it's written in the style of a standard Supernatural episode, sort of the Monster of the Week formula where the boys are researching some kind of mystery going on. All right, okay. And in this case, they are researching... Uh, something has destroyed five vessels, from cruise liners to fishing boats, all sunk within a week, went up in balls of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ooh. Dean's asking, oh, so what's been going... Was there anything, like, supernatural about it? Like, sulfur, mysterious black clouds, anything demonic? Hey, and that's the series, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam says no. But there's a lot of radiation. It's very radioactive there. Not our department, let's go home. Yeah, that's, no, that's exactly what Dean's saying. It's like, nope, not our gig. Oh, it's just the fucking Americans doing nuclear <laughs> tests again. <laughs> oh. Oh. Kind of. Well, Sam talks Dean into coming to investigate as well. Because like, he, he feels like something is up with this many things going okay. on. And they interview, they go to the hospital, they, get a, they dress up as FBI agents, as they do. Fogarty and Cook. Agents Fogarty and Cook, their main disguises. Okay. And they go talk to some sailors. And one of the sailors 
says, I wasn't seeing things. It was a good day, that's all. Not a cloud in the sky. We were admiring the moon, then the stars. Then all of a sudden it hit the boat from under the water. The hull started breaking up, water was seeping in everywhere. The whole thing caught on fire. They wouldn't even tell me who survived. And is that it? Like, it sounds like it could have been a rock. He says, we were anchored and I saw something. A tail. There was a giant tail. Spiky thing. Swung <laughs> up out of the water. Way out of the water. Oh no. Hang on a sec. Radiation. <laughs> giant reptilian tail. And then they interview a Japanese scientist. It's Godzilla. <laughs> it's Godzilla. Godzilla. This fic is called Godzilla vs. Samra. It's by Dwarven Beards. Dw- Dwarven Beard Spores. And yeah, they fight Godzilla. <laughs> This, yeah, okay. Godzilla versus so, Samra. Here you are. Yep, Supernatural had its very own Castle Bravo incident. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's take a look. So yeah, I just told you a bit about the introduction. They once they leave the hospital, yeah. So they go and interview the scientist. Her name's Emmy. This Justine on his own goes to talk to her. She's the weirdo in town. People sort of point to her just to make a sort of because they think oh something weird's going on. She probably knows something. And Dean's okay. like, oh, probably some kind of demon hunter. Let's go investigate, see if there's any signs of like witchcraft or anything. Yeah. No signs of witchcraft, but she does have a gun. Okay. And she explains... Well, first of all, she demonstrates... Here's my wand. <laughs> it turns things into plastic. Her gun what? turns things into plastic. She is an environmental scientist. Her plan was to create... She wanted to create a gun that destroyed plastic. Sort of nice, easy way to do recycling. Turns out she made the opposite. So it turns things into plastic. It turns living things into plastic. God's sake, this is some proper marvel. And now she's shown Dean. <laughs> she then goes, ah, I never want this to be used as a weapon. You'll never, t- you'll never escape here alive. Shoots at him. Dean has to jump out from the window. Meanwhile... Sam is talking to Dr. Serizawa, who is a wise old Japanese scientist. (laughs) And he's talking about how the military is keeping something a secret. (laughs) They're saying it's accidents, but they're wrong. And he pulls out a flip book full of dinosaurs. And (laughs) you know how this goes. Like he stops on Godzilla, but I think it's that one. (laughs) He goes to... He flips through. Interestingly, this one looks as if it's been made with crayon. It's like a pastel picture of a dinosaur Sam isn't quite sure has ever existed. It looked like a T-Rex, but with massive arms. And he goes, ah, a Godzillasaurus. I found samplings of skin, shadows under the water, and I'm convinced. It's ancient, prehistoric. A Godzillasaurus. Godzillasaurus. And Sam just kind of humours him, because he's pretty certain this man is completely mental. Oh, this is... um... He's like, yeah, so you're talking about Godzilla... (laughs) So yeah, like God- Godzilla's doing like a megalodon on us. So yeah, this is the plot of that film, The Meg, starring yeah. Jason Statham, which was a wild film. There are people out there who think that the plot of the megalodon, uh, the plot of the Meg, is something that could actually happen. No, I don't think there, so. And that there is a Meg still out there. I don't think so. But I still. mean, to be fair, the oceans are pretty fucking creepy. Oh yes, they so are. I I can't rule it out. We've not we've not explored much of the ocean. Yeah, we know more about the surface of the moon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is that theory that like the bigger the space is, the bigger the fish grow. Exactly. 
So uh... maybe there is a Godzilla. It's unlikely. Oh, do you remember that giant squid? I do. There were pictures. It was, it was like almost as big as like a, a ferry boat. Yeah, like, wasn't it like, um, you know, like the old sailors used to speak of, you know, the Kraken and stuff like that. And, and everybody thought it was lined that thing. Yeah, and like, everybody yeah. thought it was fucking bullshit. And then they actually caught a giant squid, and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, holy shit! Yeah, the sea's Jesus. fucking scary, folks. There might be dragons down there trying to fuck your car. Oh. <laughs> Do you think that's why they knock over freight because they want this one man's sex asses? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the sex ass man. Oh, hang on a minute. So Chrysler in the fifties, they did a concept car called the Norseman. Now okay. we know. Now we know why the boat sank. It was being transported from place to place. It's now at the bottom of the ocean. That's oh, probably right. why. You, you, because... you missed that part of the story, then. Oh. <laughs> because Godzilla wanted to fuck a car. Yeah. Oh. So God. anyway, um, Sam is just like, okay, how how can you be sure about Godzilla? And the scientist just goes, oh, I've seen it. Sam's like, no way. And as if the universe was determined to prove Sam wrong. Dr. Serizawa looks over his shoulder, and lo and behold, <laughs> Godzilla is coming out of the sea. <laughs> I just, I just like it? how his reaction is just to shout, Way! Yeah, Way <laughs> shouts in terror, backing up against the size of the boat. Yeah, it's fucking Godzilla. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. What an entrance. So... Dean is still retreating from the scientist. Yeah. That's when he runs into Godzilla and goes, Son of a bitch, it's Godzilla. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, straight to the point as always, Ardina. Yeah. Good man. Uh, yeah, so they meet up. And he's like, My God, Sam, where have you been? Dude, it's Godzilla. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and my favorite line of this How can it be Godzilla? We're not in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. He's like, right. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. They're not in North Korea, are they? No, this this is still in America. <laughs> right, okay. They've gone to America, they're being attacked <laughs> by Godzilla, despite that. And it's at this point we find out Dean is actually the, the Godzilla fanboy out of the two of them. Oh, okay. Like, Sam has seen one movie. In fact, Sam has only seen the American one. Yeah. As he says here, well, the only one I remember is the American one. And according to you, it's completely wrong. According to everyone, Sam, says (laughs) Dean. (laughs) And he's right. The American one, not very good. Mm. I think that's the only one I've seen as well. The mid-2000s American one, I'm specifically thinking of. I don't know about the newer ones, but... Oh, no, no, I have seen the newer one. With Godzilla versus the, the insect. Oh. Mothra? Yeah. Have they done Mothra know. yet? I don't know. I just remember there was this Japanese guy, and they're like, "What's your plan, sir?" He was like, "Let, oh, them, yeah. fight. Let them fight." <laughs> Sadly, no one says "Let them fight" in this. Uh, and that's a, that's a pity. That was iconic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you just want to see big monsters fight? A yes. Little? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so uh. they've. I, from what I've, from what I can tell of Supernatural, every episode does this. They sort of sit back and they're okay. We're going to research how to defeat whatever it is. Yes. In this do. case, it's how do we defeat Godzilla? So yep. they do some research. 
thought, so there goes a blockbuster. Get a VHS. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> it in while luckily Dean has seen on. all of the Godzilla films, so he knows. Oh, okay. If you watch any real ones, you'd know there's no real way to kill him. Like, in the original, there was this beam weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer, which sort of works, but it also kills the guy who used it. And Sam's just like, oh, you're a nerd for not knowing this. It's like, yeah, fuck off, you're a nerd. <laughs> Sam opts to ignore the comment, typing searches into his computer. Brackets. Like a geek. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like how they've done the banter in that. Yeah. And it turns out the scientist in the film was also called Dr. Serizawa. Ah. Just like okay. the scientist they met on the beach. Things are coming true. Yeah. So, something is doing that. Something's fucky. <laughs> mm. So the next step in their plan is they go to a military base. Because, like, the town's being evacuated, the military are here, they're gonna try and shoot things at Godzilla. But in the meantime, they call Castiel. And by call him, I literally mean they yell into the air and he appears. Because apparently that's how it works with Castiel. That must like, be angels really are always tiresome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be like, sitting yeah, there, you've just, the microwave's just gone, you're about to get whatever the fuck it, your hot chocolate out of it, and then suddenly it's like, oi, oi, and it's like, oh, God, <laughs> and you've just got to go, and it's like, oh. Yeah, oi, angel boy, we need your help. Yeah, oh, and sometimes please. he shows up, sometimes he doesn't, by the sounds of it. <laughs> but this time he shows up, and Dean gives him an important mission. Oh, good. And that mission is to take my baby back to Bobby's. He pats the Impala. <laughs> Fair enough. I called you to be a chauffeur. I know how these movies turn out, and she's not expendable. Honestly, can sympathise. And oh he's right, like, all cars get destroyed in these films. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that Impala's toast if it stays here. So Cassio's like, yeah, alright. And he, So he teleports the car back to their house. Then he teleports them to the army base. They steal a tank. Turns out Dean more or less knows how to drive a tank. Takes him a few minutes, but they figure it out. Uh, we are so shoot. stealing a tank. <laughs> yeah. They load the tank with salt, iron, and silver shells. Yes. So, uh, salt, I think, is for demons or ghosts. Yes. Uh, silver is for shapeshifters. Yeah. Iron... No, iron would be fairies, fairies, if I know my mythology, which I don't, but eh. They fire them all at Godzilla. Doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, he's a lizard. He's a dinosaur, he's not a... Well, they were trying to rule out if it's some kind of demonic thing going on, or a shapeshifter, or anything like that. Their tank's gonna get crushed, isn't it? Yeah. So they then have the idea, maybe it's some kind of like psychological thing, and maybe it's about not showing fear. Oh, so they're going to give him, send him to therapy. <laughs> I wish. I wish that's what happened. Unfortunately, no. Hang uh, on. Is, is this basically going to uh, conclude with Sam and Dean standing on the quayside going, come on, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. So it's oh, just Dean no. that does that. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. So Dean's just sort of yelling, hey, Goji, why don't you pick on someone your own size? And oh, no. as as a weeb, I just want to address the fact Dean calls him Goji because um, in Japanese it's uh, Gojira rather than Godzilla. Yeah. So yeah, props to that. Dean clearly knows his films. Fair enough. So nerdier than he likes to let on. Mm-hmm. 
So anyway, Dean punches Godzilla. Wow. <laughs> which is apparently listed among the seven... The, it's among the seventh most stupidest things he's done. But it's not it's not there at the top. But yeah, he punches Godzilla. Doesn't um, work, needless Godzilla to say. Godzilla just slaps him back. <laughs> yeah. But it's worth it for punching Godzilla, because this is when he finds out that Godzilla is made of rubber. <gasps> so yeah. it's, a, no! it's a giant animatronic. It's a giant... It's a man in a rubber suit, like the classic films. What, just a really big man? <laughs> really? Possibly. Does he turn around and find that everything's made of cardboard behind him? We're going to find <laughs> Punches out. Punches a wall and it's sort of dense. <laughs> and then the cat starts chewing it. So they regroup and try and figure out how... This almost feels like an episode of House, where they try like different treatments, and they're like, oh, this didn't work, let's get together figure out something else. It, at the minute, it's sounding more and more like fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna pull the the lizard's head off, and it's like, oh, old man Sujiwara. Jenkins, it's always yeah. Jenkins. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, old man Jenkins. If, if, actually, if it was, yeah, if... it would make sense if it's a Scooby Doo that it would be the one guy who believes in him. Yes, <laughs> I made Godzilla to make the town fear me. <laughs> oh. That would be perfect, but oh. no, that's not what happens. So they regroup. They realize, okay. That scientist with the plast- the gun that turns things into plastic, that sounds super useful. If this is a film and it's working with film logic, we should use that to kill Godzilla. Because mm. she's clearly like the scientist and the protagonist of this film. Yeah. So they go to visit her. On the way, they meet a child. Yeah, so the child says, hey, do you want to know how to beat Godzilla? And they're like, oh, kids... And Sam's wait. Oh, hang on. Annoying kids do no more than anyone else in films. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Sadly. So they Excellent. split up and look for clues again. Uh, Sam goes after chasing the kid. Dean goes after chasing Emmy the scientist. I forgot to mention the Emmy the scientist lab coat and welding goggles in the hair. Like, so proper scientist trope. Oh, it's, it's another fucking trope. It's another sort yeah. of badass female scientist trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Sam chases this kid, whose name is Kenny. He's saying, right, the only way to beat him, you need to fight him yourself. Be like Mothra. You can be Samra. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, you, you can believe in it. <laughs> and this is when it, the child changes shape. And he transforms into someone from the show called the Trickster. I don't know if you've encountered them yet, Nick? No, not yet. I think this is maybe sort of late. Yeah, yeah. I, this is like post season 4 with That's the it, yeah, that like showing up. Late, late game supernatural. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mid game. <laughs> mid game. Yeah, yeah. So the trickster is a recurring villain in Supernatural. Um they later find out he is Loki among other things. Cuz of course he is. So I've not seen Supernatural, but I've seen a lot of The Flash. Yeah. And The Flash also has someone called the trickster who is played by a fairly unknown actor called Mark Hamill. But he does quite an iconic <laughs> sort of thing. So through all of this, I was imagining Mark Hamill. Excellent. So forgive me, Supernatural fans, but that's that's what stuck in my head, and I'm happy with that. Meanwhile, Dean is talking Emmy the scientist into. Well, first of all, they go to her house. Mm. As he gets to the house, she is just driving out the back door, escaping in her pink station wagon. And she's clearly got the ray gun with her. 
Yeah. And he's like, no, shit, got to chase after her. So they do a bit of a chase. They do a whole thing about she doesn't want to use the ray gun for evil. And he's like, no, we need to stop Godzilla. And yeah, eventually they're talked into it. Meanwhile, the trickster is trying to convince Sam to transform into a giant to become big <laughs> to fight Godzilla. Turns out the trickster is behind this all. The trickster's like a very powerful being. And yeah. Because because of course he is. Mm. Well, he's Loki, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the it, it's got Loki written all over it really, hasn't mm. it? Making Godzilla come back and it turns out it literally is just a man in a rubber suit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he just says he was bored and that's why he's doing all this. <laughs> <laughs> the next bout so, of wrestling ends with Sam sprawl across a dozen houses. Fuck's sake! So he's having he's he's now big and he's like just throwing they make him big. shit at Godzilla, yeah. and Godzilla's throwing shit back. Mm-hmm. Fuck's sake! So as Dean is talking Emmy into giving him the gun, he hears a roar in the background. Godzilla roars, and then Sam roars back. <laughs> <laughs> No. Damn it all, Sam is roaring at Godzilla. <laughs> oh. This is brilliant. Godzilla is looming on the skyline, spines raised, his head tilted in a confused defensive position. In yeah. front of him, hands closing into fists, hair getting stuck in the clouds, played looking <laughs> noctically threatening is Sam. He's just about as tall as Godzilla and his whole body's filled out to the correct proportions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to frigging kill him, Teen Motors. <laughs> <laughs> Can't so, leave him anywhere. <laughs> we were saying this is more like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. I think it's clear this is actually a Power Rangers episode. Because yes, this is, is how every episode of the Power Rangers ends. This is, like, this they is both the become Megasword big bit. and they have a scrap. This is the Megasword bit. Yeah, this is the Megasword bit, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> so they have a scrap. There's lots of whams and smashes and like. Throw, throwing like buses and things like that, smashing buildings. <laughs> he inhales. <laughs> they destroy a bank, and he inhales a couple of hundred dollars as he tries to stand up. So they're having their scrap. Meanwhile, Dean is trying to use the plastic gun, like on the ground. He's aiming at Godzilla. Um, as <laughs> as Sam and Godzilla are wrestling each other. <laughs> oh my god! I can't get a clear shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Then he eventually aims, and the trickster's yelling things like, "Go on, Samra, get him, quick!" Before he has time to charge up, and sounds like, "Charge what up?" And then the spines start glowing on the on his back. Oh, oh no! And it's like he's charging up his atom ray. He's, he's down to half health. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's using the atomic breath. It's like, so. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. Uh, Dean eventually fires the plastic gun. Unfortunately, it's not really working particularly well. Like it, it turns a bit of him into plastic, but it's not enough, and eventually the gun overheats. So it's all up to Sam fighting Godzilla. Unfortunately, that's not working be. as well. Nick, have you encountered Bobby yet in your in the show? No, again, not yet. I think this is sort of mid to late. Okay, so I've I may have I've skimmed over mentioning Bobby. In this fix so far, Bobby is—he's essentially their Q from James Bond. Like he sort of works on gadgets behind the scenes. Yeah, all right, okay. 
and they've been calling him progressively through the fic. And um, Bobby's saying, "Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my way to help." And it's at this point Bobby intervenes, and a blinding flash of light erupts into the sky. And at that point, you hear the trickster go, uh, wait, "Where was it?" He goes, "Oh, he, yeah." The, the the trickster starts clapping. He goes, "Oh, that's clever. That really is." It's also cheating, but hey, I'm good with that. And eventually everything stops. Um, Godzilla disappears. Dean is no longer on the boat from which he was shooting the plastic gun. Sam returns to normal size. And the day is won. Hey! So what he did, in the end, he brought with him a... um, What are they called? Like the skylights? You know, like what the bat signal is made from? Oh, a searchlight. Searchlight, yes, thank you. He took a searchlight and he beamed the kanji for the word the end up into the sky. No. Oh, really? Yeah. So he beams the end into the sky and because they're stuck in a Japanese movie, that then just ends everything. It (laughs) just ends. Oh, Finn. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Budget over. It's gone. And that's, that's how incredible. they defeat Godzilla. <laughs> they they made the film end by beaming <laughs> the end into the sky. <laughs> I, I, was quite, enough, I quite like that. That was enough to appease the trickster, and he's like, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we win. <laughs> Godzilla goes away. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that's marvellous. I Yeah, I loved that ending. <laughs> I've so not impressed. seen that coming. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. So, uh. everything that was being caused by the film resets. Emmy no longer has the plastic gun. Dean eventually goes to check up on her. Like, he literally knocks on the door and says, Hey, ever heard of a ray gun that can turn flesh into plastic? And she just looks at him like he's mental. <laughs> and he's like, okay, good. Everything's reset. We can move on. Excellent. And, um, yeah, they go on their merry way. But not before Sam is interrupted by the trickster again. As they're going away. I think they're in a motel. And he gives him a warning about using demon blood. I'm not sure about any of that, but that seems to tie into the overarching story of sort of the mid-season of Supernatural. Yeah. And he gives him a present. Is it a figurine? It's a figurine of Samra. Oh. For fuck's sake. Yeah. And then he goes on his merry way. <laughs> Samra. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like didn't see I can any see of it coming. Why you were struggling to not tell me earlier in the week. Yeah. You, were, you were just you were just sitting it's... there shaking like Grace, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you anything. And I'm just like Yeah, oh, so I, I read this on like, the... no, 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 no. <laughs> I read this on the train with Grace. And I just you saw me just chuckle and I was like, Nope, you'll find out. But it's good. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't talk to him. I was because he was reading that, so I was just sat there looking out the window going, God. <laughs> you was, were that was, excited about this. I was bird watching. I, I've had fun with it. One thing I find very impressive is it's even as someone who's not watched it, it's very clear this could slot in to the series if it was filmed. Yeah, like it fits the format of an episode. It fits it. It ties into the overarching story of, I believe, it's season four, and yeah, 
good on them for doing that. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. I mean, um, I can kind of see this. If if they were able to get like the rights to Godzilla, this wouldn't look out of place. Oh, yeah, of course. That's Oh, actually, hang on. Uh, I think the American Godzilla films are by Warner Brothers. All right, okay. Who also have the rights to Supernatural. Because that's how Scooby-Doo came into it. Ah, so maybe... I could be making that up. Maybe, yeah. I'm not making that up. Godzilla, owned by Warner Brothers. Oh, excellent. Just like Supernatural. Bloody hell, how do they get their mitts on that? This could feasibly happen. Like, there there is no legal reason that (laughs) Dwarven Beard Spores couldn't just send this in and they get this made. Yeah, they do. They do it as like a bonus episode before yeah. um, Jared and Jensen get too old. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's plausible this could be made, and if any Warner Brothers executives are listening to this, I know you all are. Make it happen. Yeah. I, I want to see Sam and Dean fight Godzilla. People would pay to see that. Honestly, I'd I'd like to see a lot of people fight. We need more Godzilla, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Make him show up in other films, like. Um... <laughs> Like Lord of the Rings. Or Space Jam. Yeah, get Lord, get Godzilla into Space Jam. <laughs> and he can he can win. I suppose he, he is built for basketball, really, isn't he? He is. Being taller <laughs> he than absolutely is. most medium-sized buildings, but yeah. Yeah, why wasn't Space Jam 2 about Godzilla? Nobody what? has ever asked that question. Hang in... on, what, what kind of stadium did Thingy lay its eggs in in that oh. in the Godzilla film? Yeah, but that's the US Godzilla... But still uh, Godzilla. He is. And it was Warner Brothers that made that Godzilla, oh, so, true. you know, busted yeah. him up. No, that's true. Yes, want things, be yes nice. Warner Brothers, your 2004 Godzilla was good. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> we all liked it. Uh, okay, so from one uh, cultural icon to another. Okay. Um, thing he's going to say isn't going to be a cultural icon, is it? They All absolutely right. were. Please well, tell me oh. you independently found a King Kong fic. I absolutely didn't. Oh, that but anyway. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. like so, uh, Sam and Dean fight giant monsters week. Yeah. Here's Dean being picked up by a giant gorilla and held on the Empire State <laughs> Building. <laughs> I know we've had him, um, you know, we've we've had him being taken prisoner by a dragon. We've had him uh, fighting Godzilla, fight, fight Godzilla, sort of like another dragon. And I'm going to change the mood completely now. Then, okay. Um, as we know, our Sambo and our Dino, they're both okay. um, uh, demon hunters. If you think in this big wide world, um, who would you least expect to be demon hunters? Mm. Lucifer from the TV show Lucifer. Granted. Amazing. Who is Satan. Yeah. He wouldn't hunt himself, would he? Yeah. Uh, Unless that's what that show is about. I've not actually seen who it. Who wouldn't be a demon hunter? I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think, yeah, you could be a demon hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overthinking um, this. Well, anyway, this is a real person fic. I shall oh. just post this. This is These Are the Days of Our Lives by Sega Barrett. Okay. okay. It's oh. part of a four piece series called It's a Kind of Magic. That's interesting, because my next guess was going to be The Queen. Ah, well, no. But literally Queen. Like, it turns out that a little bit of backstory for this, because um, I actually read part three of the four-part series. I really enjoyed it, so I, I took the time to go and read the other ones. Turns out 
that Sam and Dean have been travelling from sort of now to the late 80s to have Queen assist them in cases because it turns out that Queen's <laughs> first manager was have a Queen demon. Assist them in cases. What the yeah. hell? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that uh, Queen's first manager was a demon, so they kind of had to have a baptism of fire and sort of put him to rest, you know. Oh my god. As you do. <laughs> so, yeah. The contract. Um, Anything to get out of a contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, we pick up the adventure in part three. These are the days of our lives. Uh, turns out that it's the modern uh, the modern era, and um, there are some ghosts out there that want to disrupt the Queen and Adam Lambert concert in the modern day. Bastards. Sam okay. and Dean are there to help, of course, but, you know, H's Queen take it upon themselves to uh, to come and visit and lend a hand. Oh. Okay. Uh, when you say 80s, is that their age at this point? <laughs> I just hope this isn't awkward for any of them, especially people who might have died between the modern day and the 80s. Oh, well, Suddenly his... discovering, oh, God, I die? <laughs> what? Oh, Lord. Very much sort of, uh, you know, late 80s. Freddy knows he's going to die. His band members oh, okay. know he's going to die. Um, oddly enough, this is kind of accurate because, of course, um, although there is two of each band member... You know, like an 80s version and an now version. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no John Deacon. Which is kind of accurate because uh, he refuses to have anything to do with a modern day Queen because, maybe rightly so, he says it isn't Queen without Freddy. Oh, okay. Ah, so, so he's just not showing up at all. So yeah. we're not oh, following right. Time Cop rules. Yeah. No. Like, they, they meet themselves and uh, there's no sort of paradox or anything like that. Okay. It's like they're working together, like fully aware of what's going on and who they are. Oh, okay. Because, of course, they've been demon hunters their entire life. They know this this kind of shit's going to happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I like the professionalism. <laughs> they're just like cocks going. This shit happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose when you're a when you're a time traveling demon hunter, anything is possible. To be fair, um, when you're Freddie Mercury, anything's possible as well, to be fair. Oh, oh my god. So Apparently so. Yeah, you know. So anyway, our, our story starts. Sam just got a call from Roger Taylor, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> the uh, the band, Queen and Adam Lambert, they're worried that they won't be able to play a concert tonight because the spirit's causing trouble at the venue. Well, you know, just use beer and wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I you mean, know. I believe it was Queen that said, show must go on. Yeah, and it does. It absolutely does. Good. Oh, God, all right. It does sound a little bit sort of low budget, and I haven't Googled what this building is, but I, I can imagine it's just like a, a sort of like high school stadium. The Taco John Stadium. Yeah, the Taco John Stadium in Bismarck, North Dakota. Let's have a look. <laughs> You're going to look it up, and it's going to turn out to be this really grandose... Like, establishment yeah. with a shit name. <laughs> Taco John. Turns out this guy owns the town. <laughs> yeah, probably. And we it's, all it's live in huge. the shadow of Taco John. <laughs> <laughs> Taco John Stadium, North Dakota. Oh, it's... I cannot um, find it on Google. There is one Several in... Taco Johns. Yeah, there is one in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. This is probably a local reference for the author. I think that I think it's basically a fictional venue because okay. uh, this follows Indian burial ground rules. Oh, so, okay. You know, yeah. Wait, what? What? 
It's on what an ancient mean? Indian burial ground. It's cursed. It's not quite built on an ancient Indian burial ground, but it's built on something, and the spirits are displeased about it being there, so that's why they're fucking shit up. Oh, okay, alright. Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it turns out that Adam Lambert doesn't know that Queen used to be demon hunters. <laughs> so, they want to try and keep it quiet from him. <laughs> Hang on, so, so they're doing the demon hunting, but they're going to like keep it on the sly. Yeah, they're going to keep whenever it on the sly. Whenever he's in the room, they're like, shit, shit, go, go, hide why, the gun. Why can't they tell Adam? Why are they keeping him out of the loop? <laughs> because he doesn't know, and they don't know how he's going to react. Well, okay. anyway, you know, three roadies <laughs> and two concession workers have got injured, so there's something going wrong under weird circumstances. Well, and Adam Lambert is just like, shit, this is unlucky, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like oh, nasty like looking... accidents in this town, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, um, Brian May and Roger Taylor are maybe thinking to themselves, maybe there's more to this than meets the eye, but I guess Adam Lambert's just like, oh, shit, another one. That's a shame. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Okay, so Sam and Dean rock up. We're here to see Queen, Dean stated, flashing his badge. I'm Agent Lake, and this is Agent Palmer. Would Castile okay. be Agent Emerson? Yeah. Yeah. I quite I quite enjoyed that. But anyway, uh, they're speaking to the woman behind the counter. Have you noticed anything odd, like cold spots? Dean's asking, that sort of thing. And, uh, of course, there was something. I could have sworn I heard uh, Dr. May talking, but then I ran into him in a completely different room. So something is going on. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Some, that's it. Something absolutely weird's going on. Anyway, fast forward, and Queen from... I'm going to have to think of a fucking term for this, because this is going to get complicated. Modern Queen. Yeah, Modern Queen versus Vintage Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What about Queen and Princess? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call the 80s one a princess. Yeah. Roger of Queen's <laughs> past. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> um, uh. So old Brian May, he's sort of combing his hair for the show, uh, checking his home security footage to see how his foxes and hedgehogs were doing. A big conservationist is Brian. Yeah, May, for those that know. don't know, Brian May very big on his wildlife stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so he looks in the mirror. He discovers that younger Brian's standing behind him, and of course, this isn't particularly sort of frightening. You know, it's like uh, the younger Brian asks him, well, how are you doing today? And all the Brian's like, well, it took a turn. What are you doing here? Where it's established there's a vengeful spirit under the venue. Um, you know, the Winchesters are coming. They're going to help. Well, there's no way that can end badly. And wait, we? Who came with you? It's all of us. Freddy too? So yeah, Freddy's here. Hey. Nice. And he's brought with him some shades that he wore in the Invisible Man video. And apparently that makes him pretty uh, inconspicuous, according to Freddy. Yeah, like, master of disguise, that Freddy. Oh no, he should have he should have dressed up in in as Lady Freddy from in drag. To, yeah, from, from I want I to want break, to break free. free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a much better disguise. <laughs> Sorry, I just noticed uh, Freddy going a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I know he. Uh, Freddy like, discovers what mobile phone. A mobile phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, this is when uh, you know the Winchesters arrive. They see that uh, past Queen has, has turned up. Freddy's idea. He thinks that Brian and Roger isn't going to be able to defeat this thing by themselves because Queen is better together. Do we know what the thing is yet? Um, we get to that. Okay. Present day Roger comes round the uh, round the corner, 
Um, goes to hug Freddy. I've missed you. Missed me later. We've got to get this thing before there's no show to save. Very Freddy Mercury. This is when, you know, the sort of research starts. The elder Brian's been doing a bit of the research. He's, he says the, the venue's only been built last year, so it's probably disturbed something. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if there are bones, we had better find them, salt and burn them. And uh, this is where, you know, Adam Lambert's introduced. American Idol runner-up Adam Lambert. That, who, that seems uh, harsh. Yeah, I know, but he does get to sing with Queen, to be fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe gets, call him Queen's new singer rather than American Idol runner-up. It gets like, even worse, uh, to be fair. Because, uh, you know, like Dean Winchester meets him and he's like, Aren't you that guy? You sing the song that they play at Staples every time I need to buy printer paper. <laughs> I don't think Adam Lambert deserves this. Like, I don't know much about him, but... No, absolutely not. And here's Adam Lambert fucking innocently uh, trying to repair his favourite pair of headphones. And um, yeah, like he, He's having to fill some big shoes. Like, cut him some slack. Yeah, this is it. But it gets even worse for Adam Lambert because, of course, uh, Freddie and younger Roger, who have been hiding in the closet... Um, <laughs> now that's a metaphor. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, they, oh, so, they sort of fall out. And, um, you know, it's like... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know, older Brian that's is... We may, yeah, we may need to talk. So he's, he's treated like... He's a replacement, and they keep shit from him. Oh, I feel well upset in his shoes. Yeah. To be fair, they sit him down and they explain everything. And they say, you know, uh, he sort of gets it. So the main cliff notes that I got of this is that we're fighting a ghost and the band is back from the 80s to help, and you're Freddie Mercury. Because, of course, you'd be that surprised. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's decided to, you know, split up and, um, and look for clues. I get the impression that happens a lot in Supernatural. Yeah, pretty much. From these it, fix. It, it does it does happen a lot in Supernatural and therefore a lot in these fixes, I suppose. <laughs> so, you know, older Brian, he's sort of divvying up the teams. Dean, you go Roger, that one. John, Adam and Freddie be ready to come in for backup. Of course, Freddie don't particularly want to be backup. But, you know, why do I have to be backup? Because you're one ill and two very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair enough. But, you know, Adam Lambert's like, well, if you stay here, I'll tell you about 2019. Yep, fair enough. And here are some lottery numbers for the next week. <laughs> you when you get back. To be fair, if there was anybody who didn't need lottery numbers, it was Freddie Mercury. Well, you'd still take yeah. him, right? Well, yeah, I suppose, you know. Hand them to friends. Think of all the charity you can donate to. Yeah, I suppose so. But, yeah, anyway, Dean's talking to all the Roger. Bit of exposition. Roger's like, let's go look for dead bodies, which is completely normal behaviour on the night of a concert. Depends on the band, I guess. I, I can see Ozzy Osbourne searching for dead bodies before a concert. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fucking Danzig. Something like that, you know. Sam's talking with younger Brian. There is sort of Freddy's illness mentioned. But that I was just trying to sort of carry on. I noticed the bit with the badges. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Brian. it. Bri um, younger Brian has brought a load of fucking badges with him. What? No, I think it's older Brian is like uh, hang on. explaining I like badges. Roger, I should warn you. Brian, what the? Are those badges? Yeah. I'm very invested in saving the badges. <laughs> I took so... a few of them on the road with me. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, yeah, here's Brian May just um, rehabbing these badges so he can release them back into the wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Though this is in America, right? Uh, yeah, it is. North Dakota. 
So... I never hear rehabbing. It makes it sound like the badges have got an alcohol problem. No, so American badges, very different to European badges. Okay. I... Hang on, let me find a picture. To be fair, both of them are kind of angry. Angry saw... rodents. So I saw a meme. It was like, European badges look like they're gonna like take you to tea. And then the American badges look like they're gonna shank you and spend your money on meth. <laughs> like they oh they are very different beasts. If he is taking American badges with him, like that's that's probably scarier than the ghosts. Well, yeah. <laughs> why don't they just let them through in the um in, into the stadium? No, because then you get ghost badges. God, <laughs> that's the last thing. That's you the last want. thing you want. Fucking ghost badges. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? Ghost badges. Ghost badges. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Here we go. Yeah. Like American wow, yeah. badges look vicious. American badges do. They do not look like they mess around. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're not the friendly beasts that badges in Britain look like. I dare say there, there probably wouldn't be a campaign to save the badger if. <laughs> no, pro- probably not. I mean, if they look like these angry crack dealers. Maybe in maybe in America, like um, badger culling makes sense. Yeah, oh, but maybe. in I America, it's, it's badger culls you. It's got a short <laughs> snout, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. It yeah. looks like a tiny tiger on on a yeah. really hairy, bulky body. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's frightening. Yeah, and it's got like the muzzle of a of a hyena. <laughs> yeah, it does look very hyena-like. To be fair. What Good grief. Fuck. And then we're looking at our long snouted stripy boy over here who doesn't <laughs> know what a photographer is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, good grief. Well, the other one's looking at it drooling going, oh, that that thing behind the camera is my dinner. <laughs> it's, to be fair, I think that might be a bad picture because there are some pictures where they look quite sweet. Ah. Okay. Some okay. That's so fair. Apologies, oh. America. If any American badgers are listening, I apologize for misjudging you <laughs> based on this one photo. I'm sure you're all good boys deep down. Yeah. I don't think any badgers are sweet, really. I think they're all sort of angry rodents. If you badgers want Nick off the podcast, please write, write in, in to the, the Badger Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Subject it with Nick hates badgers. <laughs> I don't hate them, I just wouldn't want to be cornered by one. <sighs> to be fair... So, like... apologies for an additional tangent. I was saying <laughs> this to Grace the other day. I would not last a second in America. Because there's a lot of very cute animals. I'm talking about the American badger, but also the raccoon. <laughs> and most raccoons have rabies. Yes. But they're also very fluffy. <laughs> You're going to pet the thing, aren't you? And I probably would, yeah. If I was in America, <laughs> I'd probably pet a raccoon. I'd probably die from rabies. Yeah, die from rabies, if not being yeah. sav- savaged by one. I can see It'd be me savaging like... the raccoon, just following it, going, let me rub that belly. <laughs> oh. And then I would, and then I'd die. But I'd die with a smile on my face. God, so you'd have been killed off evolutionary a long time uh, ago, yeah. wouldn't you? I'm lucky I was born now. Yeah. I would not survive. No, absolutely not. not. So talking of not surviving, uh, what else is going on in this Queen fic? Uh, Yeah, okay, so they've gone to Brian's dressing room to get his tranquilizer gun. Um, He has a tranquilizer gun in his dressing room in case he needs to... It's the badger's get out. Yeah, in case he he needs to tranquilize one of the badgers to go and get it vaccinated. (laughs) Or in case Adam Lambert gets out of hand again. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Uh, it cuts back to Adam and Freddy sort of getting to know each other in the um, in Adam's dressing room. Of course, it's blowing Adam's mind all this that's going on tonight. You know, there's ghosts and Freddy's back from the fucking past and stuff like that. It's like, oh my god. Adam's like, well, you know, what do you want to do? I know what we could do. We could go play cards against humanity. <laughs> and that's what they do. So there's John Deacon, um, Freddie Mercury, Adam Lambert, and Rando Calrissian. Uh, sat playing cards against humanity. Fuck's sake. <laughs> and Freddy then has to learn about this. And this is one of the funniest bits. Of course, Freddy's bored, so he's trying to find out things to do. And, um, you know, younger Brian's on the phone with Adam. He's like, how is he? He drank five Red Bulls. I couldn't stop him, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so Freddy discovers... I assume Red Bull wasn't around in the 80s. I don't know. It just feels like a very 2000s drink. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. But, you know, Brian's like, put him on. Freddy, no part of that can be good for your immune system. Freddy's like, you're an immune system, and hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, like, Freddy Mercury's, all his Cards Against Humanity jokes are going to be very dated. Yes. Like, it's, it's going to be full of jokes about Princess Diana. And, like, and him. And black Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And all the sort of 80s things that just... Are not, all This poor young boy Adam is just not going to understand. <laughs> I think he probably will, you know, but anyway. You never know. Uh, okay, so we're back at Roger and Dean. You know, they've found the coffin. They're going to dig up this coffin and salt and burn the bones. Roger's sort of levelling with Dean. Like, he doesn't want Freddy to go back to the past. Because, you know, why would you? But yeah, like nothing like digging up a coffin to bring back your old friends. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Oh my god. <laughs> so, yep, we're back with Freddie, John and Adam. They're still playing Cards Against Humanity. That's when they have the brilliant idea. They're going to cause a distraction by putting Freddie on the stage and getting him to sing The Show Must Go On. That's quite a distraction and a yeah. time paradox. It absolutely is. This is quite nice. Uh, you know, Freddie's a bit nervous about doing this because he hasn't performed live since Barcelona in 1987. And, um, you know, singing the show must go on. He only sang it once after drinking a lot of vodka, apparently. And, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, I don't want to disappoint. And John's like, you won't. If you forget the lyrics, just make them up. You've done it before. <laughs> I imagine they're not the only ones. I'll do it, darling. Get me into makeup and mic'd up. And get me three more of those Red Bull things. Oh, God. <laughs> so, it's decided that Adam's going to go on and sing the first verse. As soon as the chorus, the crescendo, comes on, Freddie's going to march onto stage and take over. And, of course, everybody's going to be fucking amazed and be like, how did they do that? And things like that. This guy's convincing, isn't he? <laughs> they found a very good impersonator. Yeah, he yeah. fucking... He marched... Oh, they go, it looks nothing like him. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the thing. There's... There's loads of stories about celebrities going to like conventions and no one recognizing them despite them like not putting Being any themselves. effort into this. Like yeah. Hugh Jackman going around, nah, you're too short, mate. You're not Hugh Jackman. I'm oh. like, good costume, but no. That kind of thing. I'm sure there's a couple of stories out there about celebrities entering lucky likey competitions. Yes. And, and losing. Bill <laughs> <laughs> I played Luke Skywalker had that problem. Oh, Mark Hamill. Oh, Mark Hamill, yeah. the yeah. lesser-known actor I was on about earlier. Yeah, that's why I couldn't remember his name. Uh, he he went dressed as Luke Skywalker to a convention, and he didn't sign an autograph or anything all day. 
<laughs> oh, nice it's one. That's really convincing. Them. He's like, mm-hmm. well, it fucking should be. Yeah, it's like it was like this is the best oh, convention I've ever been to. I've not. I have done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just wandered around being Luke Bless Skywalker, him. like literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good time for him. <laughs> uh, were you going to find something, Jim? Or... Oh, I just skimmed ahead and saw the words Come get me, drummer. You play the drums of Satan. Oh, yeah, we're getting to that. Okay, so while all this is going on, you know, Freddy on stage giving it the bollocks like he used to. It's all amazing and stuff like that. Everybody was transfixed. And it cuts to Dean, who is facing three growling, angry spirits, each of whom was carrying a huge axe. Oh. <laughs> And uh, Brian's with him. You know, we hear the spirits are chanting. We hear the music. We will stamp it out. You know, buzzing by Dean's head, grabbing him roughly around the collar. So these are ghosts that hate music. These are ghosts that hate music. They absolutely are. Yeah. So, Disappointing. You know, they've got the trank gun and they're firing off shots and, and, you know, putting these demons down, sending them back to hell or whatever. And then, yep, yes, come get me, drummer. You play the drums of Satan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, are we sure this is. I mean, that sounds pretty metal. It does have. Abso- this it could just be goths that metal. got lost. Yeah, it could just be black metal. Very confused black like metal fans. You play the drums of hell! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the other one. You play the drums of hell! That's more <laughs> what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's, Sorry, it's I got just, that wrong. You just, play the drums of Satan! It's just the members of fucking Dead Satan Club. Oh, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that reference. That's a meme from the past. Yes, it is. (laughs) Leave it in the past, unlike this book. Right, where are we? Okay, Sam turns up, you know, salts and burns the bones. You know, I really hope Freddy is distracting all of these people. And uh, (laughs) he hears a woman scream in the distance. Oh my God, Tisha said a man in a business suit sounds just like Freddie Mercury, but looks like he just came from a business meeting. Ten people ran right after her. You know, one of the spirits, you know, screaming, we will kill you, before (laughs) bursting into flames. Brian couldn't resist adding a stomp, stomp, clap after that. Oh my god. (laughs) We will kill you. (laughs) There's Brian and Roger watching the show, younger Brian and Roger. Sam and Dean have sort of turned up too. Uh, Freddy decides to do an insane thing. Um, Have you seen what he does in the video of The Show Must Go On? Where he does that swan dive at the line, I can fly, my friends. Uh, no, no, I've never seen it. I know what a swan dive is, though. Of course, this is a bad idea, because Freddy is very much real. He's not a ghost. He's travelled from the past. So, you know. But, anyway, what has he got to lose? He's only got a few years left, I suppose. But, anyway, it, it's fine. It looks really good, but he, he lands softly and safely in the waiting arms of the 90s Brian and Roger. Well, hey. Oh, thank God for that. And then, um, he's sort of gone off the stage. That's his big entrance. Uh, older Brian and Roger and Adam Lambert carry the song uh, on to its conclusion. Hey. So, hey. yep, he stumbles backstage. Freddy, you okay? Asked both of the Brians. I sleep now, he mumbled and fell over. Bless That'll him. be the Red Bulls. What, oh, yeah, that yeah. crash is real. <laughs> we'll be on one of the biggest sugar crashes that uh, that's ever mm-hmm. been known to man. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yeah, the band are back in the dressing room. There's a bit of an emotional moment, you know, where they stay with Freddy for a bit. They all know what's going to happen. Um, Adam's checking Twitter. And he notices the hashtags, you know. Hashtag it's a miracle. Hashtag Freddy lives. Uh, hashtag the beard must go on. <laughs> because this is sort of beard era, Freddy. Just have oh, a look, okay. you know. But anyway. And, uh, yeah. That pretty much 
wraps it up really. Uh, Queen are ready to go back to the uh, back to the portal. Sam and Dean sort of ask, "Are there any other rock musicians who are secretly, you know, demon hunters?" And apparently Jethro Tull. Huh. Yeah, he's a demon hunter. It's not who I would have guessed. I don't no. know who he is. I've Absol- gone with Slayer because it's in the fucking name. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. But yeah, apparently Jethro Tull. He's a demon hunter. So they go back to their own time. It's New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety-one, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where it ends. That's where we leave this particular part of the It's a Kind of Magic series. Okay. Well, so you had quite a fluffy one, really, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's all kind of like that. It's um, I don't know. It's Freddie using the last years of his life as well as to, you know, build Queen up to be pretty much the biggest band in the world. Um, he's using it to do some good and slay some demons as well. It's part three of four. I'd recommend you read the yeah, rest of them. Yeah, I'll be honest, I sort of like felt that. a bit lost coming in midway. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the longest, though. That's kind of why I went for it. Okay. And uh, the, one, okay. the one with the most expo- exposition. But, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I'd recommend that uh, people go read the other parts like I did. Oh, nice. I think like we do a lot of like uh, crack fiction and like really funny one so it's actually quite nice to have something more wholesome mm. thrown in there and it was quite funny in its own way on that chapter yeah it's worth having that balance it still is crack but you know fucking queen fighting demons with the boys from supernatural who knew but anyway i, I, <laughs> I suppose we're so used to more surreal <laughs> things that it's like that that doesn't feel particularly crack to me yeah I, I suppose but anyway i mean to be fair with the release of uh, bohemian rhapsody they could make this movie Oh my god! I they could, have, they could, yeah, yeah, they could absolutely make this movie if they wanted to. So that's another one which needs to be turned into a movie. So Sega mm-hmm. Barrett, please send your script off. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, if if one movie had to be made of the three of these, I think I want it to be Grace's one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Castiel turns Why? into a dragon <laughs> and pounds Dean. <laughs> Maybe maybe dial down the smut, but yeah, fine. <laughs> then we can play it in the Italian Senate, it'll be perfect. Aww. I hope that joke's still funny when this airs, because I have not stopped laughing at that. <laughs> Stuff like that's always funny. Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> my personal thing I would add to this, we need more time paradoxes. Give Freddy the lottery tickets, get him to change history. Maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme can show up and try and prevent it. You know. <laughs> so I feel like that's you, always important. Are you saying that part five is when Time Cop... Part find... five. Time Cop and Supernatural crossover. Make it happen. Yeah, finds out what they've been doing and basically t- turns up and, and is like, no. He does the splits kicking two different Brian Mays. Yes. As Jean-Claude Van Damme is known for doing. They have to. They have to fight him because he thinks it's wrong that they're messing with the past. Mm-hmm. After him. after Freddy buys all the lottery tickets and all the Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, send Freddy back. Get him to invent Red Bull. There's only one time cop fic on Ao3. Really? He so angry. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? What are you doing, authors? More it's... time cop. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if uh, if our Kofi ever uh, reaches, I don't know, a thousand pounds, I will write you a time cop pick. What's oh, a Kofi? It's what we earn money on. If you'd like to support the show, um, yeah, if you can tip us on Kofi or Kofi, however you want to pronounce it, yeah, that'd be great. 
Is there a reason what else? we're not doing Patreon, which everyone knows about? Yeah, we probably should. I should set up a Patreon. So Patreon's right. Patreon's <laughs> recurring. Kofi is like a one-off thing. Okay. So ah, I different. see. Yeah, okay. You well, know what? Sure, I'll set up just, a Patreon. Just set up both. We're greedy. Okay. <laughs> by the time by the time this airs, there'll be a Patreon as well. There you go. Wow. Now, can, now I've got to hold myself to that. Yeah. Going into year three with a bang, I see. Yeah. If you'd like to support the show on Patreon, you can. Um, I just remembered why I never set up a Patreon. Because we've got to figure out Patreon perks. Grace, over to you. What are our Patreon perks? <laughs> uh, well, we've uh... got two. If you donate £5 or more, Nick is going to read you a bedtime story. Of your choice. Within Fucking reason. Hell. Um, For £10 a month, I will sing to you. <laughs> for £20 a month you can pay me to not sing to you <laughs> money well spent <laughs> uh, maybe you'll get pictures of our fourth host Pepper, we'll see for £1,000 a month uh, we will produce a one-off show called um, The Shipping Forecast Let's See You Do Better where you will give us a theme and a prompt and a fandom and we will write our own fan okay, fiction no. and then review it bloody hell tell you what Okay, in all seriousness, okay, what we'll actually do for Patreon, uh, there'll just be one tier, it'll be a fiver. Uh, you get to suggest us fandoms, and we'll get to them. That's weak, but alright. <laughs> yeah, it is. Tell you what, no, okay. We're going to go away and brainstorm this, and <laughs> we'll fucking... Maybe How I'll ed- about you writing with some suggestions, because we're lazy, no, and then... we'll... You know what? Click the link. It'll be written there when it's done. <laughs> You'll be able to see what our per- what our perks are, and yeah. Either we way, will... thank you for supporting us. If you are clicking on those links, so good yeah, on you. Yeah, we we will we will brainstorm this. Don't worry. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We, we'll see. I've got a week see. to do. I've got a week to set this up now. Oh. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> You can and you know what else I out. have to do in that week? I have to edit the show. <laughs> I'll just cut it out. No, because this is a good ending. <laughs> shall we, um, you know, shall we basically just open next episode with the words, we're really sorry, we lied. <laughs> no, our, ne- our next episode, we're going to open in the style of one of those Bob Geldof Live 8 adverts. To <laughs> plug our that? Patreon. For just £5 a month, Aww. you too can make Nick eat a vegetable. <laughs> but I don't know about vegetables. I only like pies. Oh, you see, no. you see what we have to pay for. <laughs> yeah, we'll do something like that. Mate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh dear. Go on, Nick. Just the one vegetable. No. <laughs> How about for a pound we make every pound you donate, James eats a pea. Deal. Okay. <laughs> one pea, just indefinitely. <laughs> I how long we need to get the greens in them somehow. (laughs) They're northern. Because I because I just want to save up like fifteen hundred quid. I can't help but notice all of our. (laughs) Okay, we only do that to a cap. Okay, I'm not eating a thousand peas a month. (laughs) (laughs) And why not? (laughs) That's a lot of peas. You'll never. We'll never get that much. But what if we do? (laughs) Because we won't. You'll have to help me (laughs) eat all the peas. Can you like, can I you could imagine say... in some parallel universe where this podcast turns out to be enormously enormously successful, mm-hmm. and now 
Jim's just turned into a vegan <laughs> because every meal is I'm just... only allowed to eat peas. Yeah, every meal is just heaped peas. A thousand peas a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I don't accept You this. know, he's like thin as a rake, fit as a lop, <laughs> hasn't eaten beef in like 30 years. <laughs> The first northerner to make it to 60 years old. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you, you're a coward. And, Grace, and you, I can't help but notice all of these over- are things that I have to do, and none of them are things that you have to do. So okay. put your money where your mouth is. What are you offering as your £5 perk? Oh, a £5 perk? Yeah, I- if you donate £5, what are we getting from you, Grace? A smile. <laughs> Don't be silly. Uh, what is well, this? Only it'd probably fans? be more than five pounds, but I don't know. Hmm, what could I do? A voice clip of uh, you either praising or berating the person who sent the money. I might as well yeah. set up an OnlyFans for something and actually make more money off of it. <laughs> Grace, <laughs> I'm not stopping you. Go for it. <laughs> Oh, sake. I mean, Nick's got his OnlyFans. It's only fair. Yep, absolutely. Do you? No. <laughs> Why not? Get on it. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you work out your tax. <laughs> it's free real estate, Nick. I'm I'm not sure that uh, that people would like to see pictures of me in the NIF, so... Uh... Oh, there's tons of gay men who love it. doesn't have to be you in the NIF it. on OnlyFans. It could just be you talking about cars. For the purposes of if my girlfriend ever listens to this podcast, I don't even know what OnlyFans is. Of course, and we can't prove otherwise. No, absolutely. Makes what? sense. <laughs> okay. If my mum ever listens to this show, stop. <laughs> well, to be fair, you've you've kind of gone through like an hour and a half of incriminating yourself, so it's a bit late yep. for that now. Yeah. Unfortunately, my mum has listened to every episode of this show. Oh, really? Just one-sided. <laughs> oh, just yeah, through me. your... Yeah. Okay. Well, if she ever wants to listen to the other half, she's welcome to write in. No, it's like fuck. She's gonna write in. <laughs> okay. Point is, we'll figure something out. Thank you for supporting us. If you do, if you don't, that's fine. We're not your mum, and it's it's okay. Yeah, we just we just do this for fun and not personal. We, it's not like we're starving out here. Like we don't. I know me and Nick don't eat vegetables, but we do have other food. Yeah, like we're fine. But we uh, still appreciate it's that. It's that's it. We, we do this for fun rather than personal gain, which is probably a good thing, exactly. really. So, yeah. You know. But yeah, uh, thank you to listen, for listening to us ramble on. Uh, we'll be back with another topic in two weeks. Hey! So, enjoy. And yeah, if you liked it, write in. Tell us. It always makes our day. Absolutely. Uh, like and subscribe all of the YouTuber nonsense. Like, comment, subscribe. That's the one, and hopefully you'll hear us soon. Good night. I gotta get better at ending these. <laughs> That's all, folks. That's all, folks. That's Warner Brothers. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> but pay us anyway because we're not oh, really we, on. We haven't really money. talked about this. Um, what do you guys think of Supernatural then, from the f- bits of the fandom we've explored? Oh shit. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So my lesson Ep- epilogue. is... Epilogue. So, yeah. <laughs> we normally do this earlier, but epilogue. I feel like the there are two circles, right? Hmm. There's the Scooby-Doo fandom and there's the Supernatural fandom. And that Venn diagram is 
almost one circle <laughs> in terms of the tropes you see. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Like, if if instead of Castiel, they got a magic talking dog, it'd be identical. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, all the Castiel fans out there have just, like, are now shaking <laughs> with off. rage. <laughs> I'm sorry. It could have yeah. been worse. I could have said he was Scrappy-Doo, which he's not. Yeah, fair but... enough. But it's like, right, no, um, this... Uh... <laughs> You've just this... shipped Shaggy with the dog. <laughs> I doubt I'm the first person to ship Shaggy and Scoob. I guess we'll find no, out cause, in our uh, Scooby-Doo no, episode. Because Dean would be Fred. In my opinion. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. And um, I mean, Sam even looks a little Sam, bit like Shaggy. Sam would be Shaggy. Oh yeah. my yeah. god. Has Sam ever eaten a giant burger? Not to my knowledge. Okay. We'll see how that goes. I mean, he does in the Scooby-Doo crossover, presumably. Hmm. But aside from that, it's, yeah, absolutely. My my sort of thoughts on this. I went into this wondering what was going to happen because, of course, in my circle of friends, it was very uncool to like supernatural. Hmm. Um. I went into yeah, this expecting we to teams. be sort of like scarred for life, but I wasn't. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, maybe I've mellowed with age, but. I thoroughly enjoyed my foray into Starsky and Hutch for Edgy Teens. Mm. And we'll probably revisit this when you finish Supernatural, just so we have a better grasp of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to sort of put on, because mm-hmm. um, all the salient plot points, they uh, you know, they make sort of like loud and obvious, which is it's mm-hmm. kind of nice, you know. That's true. For a yeah, simple we did, we did this one last out of the Trinity, just because... Like it's the one we knew the least about. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely don't know much about Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Especially compared to Doctor Who. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe check back in a year's time and I might have even finished it. Yeah, hopefully, and then we'll do it again. Yeah. Grace, what do you think? Oh, sorry, I was falling asleep. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's alright, it's just very late in the day. Okay. Um, Quick, in one uh, sentence, what did you enjoy? Um... Right, fuck it. Uh, I well, what I like about Supernatural, uh, the fan, uh, the fandom of Supernatural, is that they've got a lot to work with in terms of like canon content. And the more canon content you have, the more you can like diverse and divulge from it, like a kind of mm, mm. multiverse sort of thing going on. And there's a bit of a kitchen sink in there at this point. They, they, yeah. they have come up with. They have. Like a tree, they have just branched out as far and as wide as they can, and like it's just split off. And like, there's just so much content, and they, these guys are just the, prolific authors. They are, they the, they've just churn out so much work. It's it's amazing. Like, Sleep Dead Grace hell. is very profound. <laughs> it's inspiring, isn't it? Is that it? The um the Dragon Bride, you genuinely surprised me. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I wouldn't put like Supernatural and a Dragon Bride AU together. No. Uh, I suppose not, no. So And that is the joys of fan fiction. You are a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. It takes us okay. to places we've never ever been before. Okay, that's all we normally say. Epilogue over. Yes. See you next time in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye.